Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied abundantly unto you all through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Now, I'm assuming, like me, you've had a rough year and a half. We're all in a little bit over our heads trying to figure out what's the future hold with this virus circulating throughout the world and in our own community and in our schools and in our healthcare facilities. And so with, uh, with that comes public health orders and restrictions. You've looked at your calendar in the last year and a half and you just delete, delete, <laughs> delete, delete. Family vacation, delete. Birthday party, delete. Family reunions, trip, delete. Play dates for kids, delete. Seniors group at church, delete. So a lot of the good that you had planned, maybe with your family or friends in the last year and a half, that was just taken off the calendar. And now you are waiting to see if you can put some good plans back on the calendar. And some of you have started to do that. But the numbers are creeping up again. So we are never quite sure of what the future holds. Or are we? I'm here to tell you from God's word, from your creator and redeemer, that there's a lot of good to come your way and some of it you cannot delete from your calendar. It's put there by God himself for you and for me to give us hope. We are in the book of Daniel, chapter 12. It's the end of the book. Daniel was taken as a slave when he was just a teenager in Jerusalem, and he was marched 600 miles away to Babylon, and there he was a slave in the service of the king. This is about 6th century B.C. By the time we hit chapter 12, he's in his 80s. He's at the end of his life. And God gives him a vision beyond the horizon of his own life to show Daniel that for him, and also for you and me, if we believe in and belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, as described by Daniel, the King of kings and Lord of lords, there are some things that God has on his eternal calendar that cannot and will not be deleted. God has some future plans for you, some promises for you to look forward to, and he made sure that they were preserved for you in this book so that you can know that no matter what the circumstances of life might be, there's hope. The first thing we read from this simple text you heard read earlier, God, God rescues the troubled. 
At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, that's the archangel Michael, will arise. There will be a time of distress such as not happened from the beginning of nations until now. You heard about that a little bit in the gospel reading. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. Man, that's good news. Because right now, the world, the globe, is in distress. And it needs a rescuer, and it needs deliverance. It needs a savior. And that's exactly what Jesus does. The Bible says that as we approach the end of history, there will be a time of distress such as not happened before. But take heart, we will be delivered. At that time, your people will be delivered. It doesn't say all people will be delivered, but God's people will be delivered. If you're one of God's people, he's talking about you. Everyone whose name is found written in the book. So part of the reason that people are so scared and so frustrated right now is because they have no real good concept of life beyond this life. I mean, take away my belief in heaven, I'd be scared too. People wrongly believe that if this life were to end, it would be the worst thing possible. But for you and I who know the Lord Jesus Christ and know the victory of his resurrection, yes, we want to live Yes, we want to be healthy. Yes, we want to live in a world with our family. Yes, we want human flourishing for everyone. And we, we want all those things. But we know that there is life beyond this life and that God can deliver us around our troubles, through our troubles, or even from our troubles, no matter what. And the God of the Bible is faithful to deliver us. That's this great promise that all of us need to hear today in uncertain times. Right now, the whole world is realizing a couple things. Number one, we are not in control of the future. Things happen. People try to control things, but bad things still happen. And number two, we are mortal. And that can be scary. And God addresses both of those fears in his word. For the Christian, this is why we love and need Jesus so much. We know that he controls the future and that ultimately he is the one who defeats sin and delivers us from death. Now that is incredible hope for the soul. But the question then is, well, how do we get our names written in the book. And I want you to think of a guest list to a wedding. Heaven is referred to as a great wedding feast. But how do you get on a guest list to a wedding? And the answer is, you have to know the bride and groom. <laughs> think about it or their parents. 
Yeah, that makes complete sense. We need to know our God. That's why he's left us. His inspired word for us to get to know him. And for us that means simply turning from our sin, repenting, and trusting in him. In other words, you realize that you are the problem. He's the solution. That you've gotten yourself into a perilous predicament and he comes as your rescue, rescuer, your savior, your deliverer. Jesus is God and when he comes on the clouds of heaven, according to the book of Daniel, he will deliver all his people from all that is against us so that we can be joyfully together with him forever. Supernatural deliverance is coming. Now there's more good news. God raises the dead. Yeah, we still die, we're mortal. But according to Daniel chapter 12, multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. That's heaven and hell language. This is the eternal state and fate of all humanity. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. So the big question that the whole world is asking now is the question that this scripture is answering. What happens after you die? Now there's a difference. There's different answers to this. And I had a whole pile of them. But I only am going to share just a couple, because it's just too long. But the first popular belief is what's called materialism, also known as naturalism. Basically, there is nothing but the material world. So, this idea or philosophy teaches that you are a physical being and nothing more. You have a body, but not a soul. Therefore, when you die and your body goes into the ground, there is no soul to continue, and as a result, you simply cease to exist upon death, and this is the position, generally speaking, of the atheist. You live, you die, you're done. And that leads to an absolutely hopeless humanity. And then death ultimately is the great victor and defeater of all. The second erroneous position is called universalism. And this is that everybody dies and everybody goes to heaven and everybody gets to be with God forever. And it's pretty popular too. But that's not the case according to God in his word. Look at what Daniel 12 says, some to everlasting life and some to everlasting shame and contempt, some to heaven and some to hell. You know, we like to say when someone dies, doesn't matter what they believe or how they lived, we like to say, oh, they went to a better place. Now, first of all, 
It's not about a place we go to. It's about a person we go to. If you love Jesus, you're going to be with him. And that is heaven for you. If you don't love Jesus and you don't want to be with him, well, you won't be. You'll be separated ultimately from his grace and his love and his eternal provisions forever. This idea of universalism actually discourages people from coming to know and love their Savior Jesus Christ and receive the free gift of eternal life. I mean, why bother? I'm good. I don't need a Savior. Furthermore, some would say it's very cruel to tell people that there are some who are not going to heaven. But here's what I want you to think about. The Bible teaches about eternal damnation and hell all over the place, especially in the teachings of Jesus. So God, our Creator, our Heavenly Father, actually thinks that it's very cruel not to tell them about eternal damnation and hell. Here's a little analogy. We are now a globe that is trying to find a cure to a virus that has affected everyone in some way and infected millions and millions have died. Would you have been okay if the powers that be, the world governments and the leaders, just tried to keep that virus under wrap and not warn anyone of the potential threat to humanity? I don't think so. There is a spiritual equivalent to that virus that we call sin. We're all infected and we're all affected by it. Ultimately, we will all die because we've been infected with sin. And praise be to God, he has a universal, 100% guaranteed free cure and remedy for all in the person and work of his son, Jesus Christ. The key to people taking the remedy is telling them that they need it. If you've not been tested and diagnosed with a need, you are not availing yourself to any kind of prescription or remedy. Think about it. The Bible tells us we're sinners, not to leave us without hope, but to leave us running to the Lord Jesus Christ for the remedy and cure for death and sin. And what happens in universalism, it tells people, you don't need to take the cure because you don't have a problem. Really? Yes, you do have a problem. We all do. We all need Jesus and we all need a Savior. Now, why do I tell you this? Not to be cruel and not to be mean, but to prepare you. You need to know 
whether it is today or tomorrow or next month or next year, next decade, whatever the case may be, because of sin we are mortal. And God wants us to know what awaits us on the other side of death so that death doesn't become just our greatest fear and enemy, but death becomes our greatest opportunity for true, real, enduring life because it has been defeated by Jesus. The worst thing is not to die. The worst thing is to die without Jesus. There's a big difference. And we face death all day long with all kinds of experiences in this life. Sickness and disease and accidents and catastrophes, natural or man-made, threat of global warming, pandemics. Rather than avoiding the topic of death, it's a good opportunity for people to ask themselves, what awaits me on the other side? And rather than speculating, we should take our Creator, our Heavenly Father, at His word, which is salvation to those who believe. I want it to be eternal life. I want it to be resurrection with Jesus Christ. And right now, Jesus is alive. We just confess that in the Apostles' Creed. He's high and exalted. He's seated on a throne. He's surrounded by divine beings and departed saints. He is being worshipped, and he is laying out his plan to come on the clouds of history to, take, to come back to bring an end to all sickness, pandemic, and evil. And the Lord Jesus is going to establish a kingdom of peace and light and love that endures forever and we call that heaven you need to know that our home and the reason that we all want the world to be like heaven is because we were made for this perfect world by a perfect god who in spite of all the stuff we've done to him and how we've lived up our life and messed it up he still wants us to be with him forever. Wow, is that good news. And there's more. A day is coming where even those who are dead will have their body and soul rejoined and they'll be resurrected to live forever. This is incredible. This is the hope for every believer. You will receive a glorified, perfected body no longer subjected to sickness or disease no longer subjected to suffering, no longer subject to the kind of sadness that we are collectively facing and enduring. It says we're going to shine like the stars. The point, the stars are always there. And the people you love that died and knew Jesus, you're going to see them again. You're going to see them again, shiny and new. And what is it about stars? They're always there, whether you can see them or not. You're going to see them healthy. You're going to see them holy. You're going to see them happy forever. That's Jesus' plan. And everything that stinks of death is the result of sin. And the only thing that conquers death is Jesus Christ and the hope 
of the believer in the resurrection. So it's not just that I can only see the grave. Because of God's revelation to me, I can see beyond the grave that God will one day call my name and my body will come forth out of my grave to enjoy Jesus and his people together forever. God rules the future, and right now, let's just be honest about the future, that it is under the control of God who loves us. How long will it last till we flatten the curve? When can we go back to normal? When can we fully open the church again? What will the economy, the economy and the climate be like? We don't know, but God knows, because God is in control. And he knows and he rules the future. And we are going to be okay. We're going to be better than okay. Amen.